Welcome, welcome, and welcome. This is only half the story podcast where we will interview the most passionate of the passionate people while they are in the pursuit of their dreams. Most often, the people on the other side of this conversation have quote-unquote made it. They're at the top of the mountain and have this grand story to tell, but not here. We're still at base camp, and I want to know what the daily grind looks like for those who are in the pursuit of their goals and dreams. My name is Andrew Haft. I am your host. This is Only Half the Story Podcast. Welcome to the show, and let chapter one begin. we're on cole aldrin welcome to the show man thank you thank you for having me this is it this is it only half the story podcast episode numero uno and (laughs) and i am honored you are the first guest so thanks for being here of course of course thank you for making me part of this i'm super excited (laughs) about this this is awesome actually like your whole goal behind this um we just had a little chat before this and um I just like everything that you want from this, and it's it's great. So yeah, so to give some people the context of, of why I started this podcast, um, first off, I'm a huge podcast listener. I, I have very long commutes, and, and they are probably eighty percent of of my entertainment, other than the friends and family phone calls. But um, essentially, you listen to these podcasts, and you listen to all of these talk shows, and the featured guest on the show is typically someone who's put on a pedestal, right? They're, yeah. they're famous. They, they've, they're at the pinnacle of their success. They've quote-unquote made it, right? And essentially, they have this grand story to tell. And I thought to myself, well, why not have a very similar structured show, but instead of having a guest who's quote-unquote made it, I mean, we're all here. We're living we're breathing. We've made it. You know, we have a roof overhead. There's a lot to be thankful for. But in that context, we've made it. But when it comes down to what we're striving to achieve on a day-to-day basis, we're at square one. I mean, here we are. We're pretty much fresh out of college. Yep. And, and we're day in, day out on the grind and <laughs> striving to achieve our goals. And and knowing you, you're, you're one passionate human being. So first question off the bat mr waldron is why don't you let everybody know what are, what are you passionate about these days well all right that's awesome that you asked because i feel like i've been putting it my passion um out into the like universe more you know so obviously like basketball love basketball that's just taught me so much like in my childhood days um uh Honestly, basketball like made me into a man that I am today. But that's like we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, also, passionate about like equality, um, trying to look at like everybody as like a human being, you know? Because yeah. when you do that, it's just like I don't know, the whole judgmental thing. It just lifts like a bunch of stuff off your shoulders. But anyways, and something that I've been really passionate about right now is uh, writing, actually, and rapping. Okay. So I've been. Last this last week I've been slacking a little bit, but ever since probably like three months ago when I figured out I was just like fuck it, like this is what I want to do, you know. 
Yeah. I've been writing every single day, practice rapping every single day, and it's just like, it made me, it makes me have confidence in myself, and I just feel fucking dope and like the man when I do it. So it's just like, if I feel that way, like I think other people would like see that too. You know? Yeah, 100%. So. Absolutely. All right. So I love where we're going here. So basketball, writing, and equality equality or like i love art too anything art. with art yeah okay. we could talk about anything with art okay so. all right well how did you get into basketball i mean that was the childhood crush growing up you'd just be on the courts after school every day all day yeah honestly why i really like stuck with basketball is because i wasn't the best and all my friends were really fucking good and i wanted to be better than them oh yeah we we're gonna stop right here just <laughs> no we're just gonna halt on the cursing no cursing no cursing i mean you could say shit but fuck is where i i want to i want to draw the line okay you know yeah family friendly <laughs> family friendly. i like that okay <laughs> family friendly i'm sorry family and friends <laughs> but anyways yeah all right so continue um basketball you were you were growing up you went to school let's backtrack where where did you grow up yeah i was um i grew up in uh, phoenix arizona um born in 1993 so i'm 24 right now um it was more just like yeah northern phoenix area basically. yeah mm. what was life like over there it was interesting um i mean i can't complain about how i grew up like because i was you know i had a roof over my head food on the table every single day so it wasn't like i wasn't blessed because i was but being in my house was you know something else <laughs> yeah a lot of anger because like my parents got divorced when we were uh six when i was six so my little brother's four my older brother's eight um so that like i don't know divorce just sucks so um imagine yeah yeah it's just like your little kid going to like see therapist and you're just like why am i here you know you like don't even know like what's going on or like your parents are divorced or whatever you're just like what what am i talking to you about yeah so that was interesting um but yeah, and then that the divorce honestly just created a hostility between my parents. Um, so, and my dad was just an angry, <laughs> angry man all now, the time. Now I've heard about your dad. He seems like quite, quite the badass. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, he was a uh, in the Vietnam War, um, so he's a vet. But yeah. Well, how how did you cope with with all that anger growing up? Um, honestly, I was just angry too sometimes. So I would just fucking freaking, ah. so I would just, I would just yell. Um, yeah. I mean, I would, uh, it was a lot of cursing. It was a lot of like putting each other down, you know? And then when my older brother got in the mix, I mean, he would just beat our asses. <laughs> so that was never fun. Um, but my dad, yeah, he, I mean, he would smack me a couple of times, but I was being terrible, but. Well-deserved smacks. Well-deserved. Yeah. Some of them. But, all right. So, you, I mean. Man, that that's unfortunate, and yeah. I'm really sorry to hear that because I, I'm super lucky to have parents that are are, are still together. Today. Yeah, it's it's. And I, I honestly can't relate to that as much as I, I I'd like to show as much empathy as possible. But you you coped with it by going to the basketball court. I guess is is that is that accurate? That is in the early days. That is accurate. Early days. Yeah. All right. So what's going on in the basketball court? You just it was just something that you sucked at from day one, and you just saw so much potential where you wanted to get X better and it play was, the varsity team and all that. It wasn't that like I thought I sucked when I started because I started when I was like you know when you're playing on like seven foot hoops. So I'd like I'm like yay high, you know like I'm probably what. 
eight years old, nine years old. So that's when I started playing basketball. Um, but I went through it all, you know, played soccer, played football. Um, my dad didn't like me playing football because my older brother like broke his thumb one time and that was, that was that. <laughs> so football wasn't safe. Um, so basketball, basketball it was. Um, and then I wasn't as good as everybody. What was nice for me back in the day, I, I like grew, I had the growth spurt like first, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, so I was the big man, I was the center. So I was kind of fat, but made me a wide stance. But um, so I was just hauling everybody. So for the longest time, I just stood down low, you know. And as everybody grew and could like, you know, actually dribble and shoot three pointers, I couldn't do that. So I had to learn, and that was probably what like eighth grade for me. So going into the freshman year of high school, I I like practice a lot, a lot. Um, just because, honestly, it's because I wanted to be better than Kevin Bowman. And Kevin Bowman will shout you out right now. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, that kid, yeah, man. He, he was smooth with it. He was smooth with it he back in the day. better than Kevin. I literally wanted to be better than Kevin Bowman. Well, um, who's better now? I mean, I would, I would say me still, Kev. I mean, just because I got more, you know, I'm just angrier than you on that court. I'm better. Watch out, Kevin. <laughs> Watch out. No, nah, he would probably school me. <laughs> anyways. Um, so, yeah. Where were we? Um, Just the progression with basketball. Yeah, yeah. So, also, which was a good thing for me with basketball is that actually one of my um, mentors uh, coached me for about probably like four, four years. Five, nah, probably like six years. Um, and his name was Harold Shea. Shout out Harold Shea if you ever hear this. You're the man. Um I never really got to thank him, which sucked, but he literally taught me, like, what, like, I was going to the Boys and Girls Club when my parents got divorced, and he was, like, the manager or whatever, I became best friends with his son, um, and day and day out, just playing all sports with, uh, um, all sports and playing on his team, like, even baseball, I probably played, like, seven years for him, um, but, I mean, like, he, like, without that guy, I wouldn't definitely be where I am today, and it's just, like, it's almost like I'm lost for words to you. What do you even say? Um, what he taught me the most probably was just like the hustle, like just like work hard as hard as anybody, everybody always. Um, and he would always just influence, like he would just make you want to get better. Um, <laughs> there's times where he'd laugh at you, but then yell at you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, it was just like good cop, bad cop, I guess type of deal. But, um, well, I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because those are two topics that I wanted to dive into. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll we'll backtrack to the rapping and the equality later on. But um, you talk about mentorship and you talk about the hustle. Now today, here we are in the quote-unquote real world where I guess the structure of a school environment no longer exists. Mm-hmm. And we kind of have to set our own pace and, and live to the, the beat of our own drum. I mean, obviously, we we work with corporations and have managers and coworkers to that extent. But I mean, every day we wake up and and okay, alarm goes off. How to, how am I going to attack the day? And you yeah. talk about the hustle, and then you talk about mentorship. So, um, what was his name? Harold Shea. Harold Shea. Mm-hmm. He was the mentor growing up. Do you have any mentors that you look up to today that that you lean on? Um, I mean, just the people that I work with, I would say right now, um, just because I wanted, I mean, they're all smarter than me, so I want to be smarter than them. (laughs) So it's not too fun being, you know, 
not the go-to guy at work, so I'm trying to be the man. So, just be the man. Be the man. Well, what what do you do? Um, I work for Sigler. Uh, we're basically a distributor for Carrier, um, who invented modern day air conditioning, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm basically just like a salesman. That's all I am. I just a little bit more technical because uh, it's just as because we're selling systems. You know what I mean? So that comes with like all sorts of different components. Um, mo- basically like controls, but we have to like put on many different hats like electrician uh, electrician um mechanical mostly but it's basically a, yeah a balance between electrician and uh just straight up mechanical engineering so for sure for sure so everything that you previously spoke about on the basketball court from those lessons that you learned back then how can you apply them to what you're doing today um honestly it's just like the drive and like what i felt back then like what like just the feeling of like man, this is what I'm, this is what I'm doing right now. I feel great doing this, you know, like I just missed that feeling and I had that so much at basketball, but that's kind of like basketball's like over, you know what I mean? Um, it's not over. I still play like four times a week, but, um, I want that energy into something else that I have, that I'm passionate about, which is like rapping, um, any sort of art, photography, um, writing. Um, and I feel like this energy, you know, yeah. I, I don't really don't know how to describe it, but it's you're passionate. Yeah, it's just passionate, yeah, I guess. That's what it is. That's what it is. You wake up, you're fired every day, and you're passionate uh-huh. about what you're doing. Uh-huh. And and you've had experiences and other and other, I guess, roles that you played growing up where you are super passionate and you feel the exact same way. So it's just super relatable. Hundred yeah. percent. Um. So that's basically what I got from basketball. I mean, also. Like growing up, but what basketball taught me is just like I mean, it was I was a student athlete, so grades came first. So luckily, I don't know. I mean, high school was easy to me. I, I thought so. Um, Weren't you the valedictorian? No, no, that was the uh, dumb Hayden. Dom K. Dom K was the valedictorian. You were up there though. Weren't I was you? like top. I think I was in the top fifteen percent. I had like a four three graduating. My best semester was I had like a four five. But basically, I didn't get any Bs. And you say that real casually because I brag the shit out of that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I sucked at school. Really? Yeah. My, mm-hmm. my experience with school was god-awful. I mean, I didn't know how to prepare or study or learn, really. I kind of like – once I got to college, I felt like I had to learn how to learn. And in high school, in elementary school, middle school – I sucked so badly at school. I was always in those extra help classes. So here you are, 4.3 GPA, man. (laughs) Talking a big game. It was nice. (laughs) I don't know, man. Like, for me, it was just like I just had a good picture memory and memorization. That's all really it was. You know, it was just a lot of studying. Um, And I like how you said about the transitioning into college, how you just had to learn to study. Um, I feel like I had to do that same thing over again in college, too, because I like they come at you you just have no idea what's going on you know what i mean um so college was definitely a different learning but different style of learning it's more self-motivated um because you didn't have to go you know um yeah that's true you you had no like there was no one on your back say hey go to class yeah 100 percent. not ever never maybe my dad every once in a while my mom but like they trusted me (laughs) to do it yeah but i mean you face the consequence if you didn't go to class oh you dude. missed that piece of information that didn't help you for the test yep yep man college was one big game <sighs> one man, i'm big so glad game. it's over 
I liked college. I, I did like college a lot. College was great. I, I miss school, honestly. Honestly, there's something about going to class and being on a campus with just so many like-minded people. And it's just like one big like bubble of just all people your age are close to it. Perfect way to put it. It's one big bubble. And and you're all learning. I mean, you're you're learning, you're striving and you're growing all together. Like, yeah, 100%. 100%. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about like just how many kids go through like there's so many stories out there, you know. But I feel like the difference between me and other people is just like there's not there's like just no like I'm not losing you know like I've been saying for a while like I'm gonna get on a stage and I'm gonna rock that beep <laughs> but um, it's just like I'm saying it and it's gonna happen like I, I'm gonna do it like it's gonna happen when when it I mean when it happens it happens but I know it's gonna happen right. and I think that's let's, let's segue into the rapping because you brought this up multiple times so. that's true yeah. um. You're a writer and a rapper. Yes. What's it's kind of weird calling myself that because you know it's well, like. Can we can we put on some tunes and, and you get at it after it? <laughs> that would be something. A little freestyle. That's little, how it started. Freestyle. Yeah. Let's see what's going on. Let's see what's going on. <laughs> Curtis, courtesy to Bob Rabbit. Oh man! I'm sponsoring right. the tunes for this show. Hold on here. I was gonna say maybe there's a beat that I could actually have a song, but let's do a freestyle. Let's get let's get my nervous uh, nervousness out of me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, one second. Let's load this thing up. But yeah, I definitely want to talk about rapping and why I started writing. And, yeah, well, that was, get into that. Get that into that. How, how did you yeah. start? How did you start that venture? Well, well, well let's see. Let's see this let's beat. See what's this going on here? Then I, I really want to talk right, about that. I got that. a nice playlist of Bob Rabbit tunes. I want to get you my favorite song. Of What's his. your favorite? I would. That yeah, was this one, but it's not necessarily a beat to rap to. It's more really? of just like a soothing. Let's try. It's like a very soothing beat. I would like listen to this all day, every day at the library back in the day. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait, I think I know this one. So let's just breathe. Be as one. Let's be one. Ting. Breathe. <laughs> breathe in and out. Breathe. Breathe in and out. Breathe. <laughs> breathe. <laughs> breathe. <laughs> breathe. 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 <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely like a hype, hypey. Like I could see this beat going on a, like a Coachella show. You know, just like, oh, yeah. No, actually, spit the shit. Oh my gosh, K Murda. He wrote. He wrote a song to this. He did. Yeah. Uh, K Murda, we'll have to get you. Oh, on. that's so funny. We'll have to hear that. Yeah, we'll have to hear that. Right, oh, well, that's funny. Let's let's get. Yeah, K Murda skits on shit. That's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> that song's sick. Um. Let's go. There's Coke Flow. I mean, there's a bunch of that I recognize. Uh, Shout out B Rabbit or yeah. B Rabbit too. Murph. <laughs> no, skip that. Skip that. Skip that. <laughs> let's see. Let me see if I see one that I know. 
Oh no, it's actually great. Look, no, it'd be good. This this would also like um, show like what I'm going for. Um, if there's a beat called Flip on here, Flip. Yeah. I don't think so. Hmm. About, let's try Groovy Smoke. Groovy Smoke. Or whatever. Okay. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Here's awesome. You can get into this. Yeah. Alright. Didn't grow up a thug, but I had to sell drugs. Cause I had to get that money to support my family. What you gonna do? You either flip or you do it. <laughs> Shit. So scoot, I'ma do it. Ah, damn, hold on. So let me pick it back up. You know, I was in the neon, not giving a fuck. And I was bumping my shit. I was thought I was the hottest. Yeah, chilling in the valley. Uh, that's P H O E N I X from the West. You know, I'm always feeling like the mother best. Oh, yeah. Ha-choo-hoo. <laughs> Here's the cleanest. I'm feeling like the meanest. I'm always the cleanest. Uh, feeling on the beat. Yeah, this is C Waldo on the beat. Uh, from the valley of the heat. This is C Waldo on the beat. Uh, <laughs> There it is. <laughs> there it is. Oh, man. first ever spit session <laughs> of Only Half the Story podcast. <laughs> first for everything right now. Love it, love, oh, love it, love it. it. All right, so how did you get into this? Um, so, uh, Stephen Barano, honestly, but on, like, on, no, nah, I take that back. Um, it was about seventh grade, and honestly, my older brother just got me into hip hop at an early age. Like Big L, listened to like all the OGs, like Tupac, Nas, Biggie, um, but a lot of Big L that I liked and Three Six Mafia. Um, and honestly, sometimes we would just be in the car, you know, and we would just start freestyling. You know what I mean? It was just like what we did, and he would just do it, and I was like, "Crap! Like I gotta do this. I gotta see what's going on." You know? Yeah. Um. So whenever I saw him do it, I was like, "Crap!" Like, I, just, I got nervous, so I just like wasn't good or whatever. But my buddy Stephen Barano, um, he would freestyle too. So me and him would just like he would sleep over, and we would just go outside and just literally rap and rhyme for hours. Um, and I would just start out by going like cat, hat, mat, tat, oh, now what I do, like, you know what I mean? I just started, like, start trying to, like, making senses and just rhyme. Um, right, and then, so, mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt, no, don't, what, no. what, what's, let's get you on stage, man. What, Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's going to happen. I, right. I have perfect content. It's, it's very exciting. And, like, I want to give, like, if somehow I could ever make money from it, like, give it back um, to some causes that have to do with heroin because... Not to dive in deep, but like my project I'm working on right now is called the Struggle Through Another Set of Eyes. Plus, I'm working on like singles. That's basically how I'm starting. Um, but we'll get into that. Uh, I'm gonna back up real quick and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, that, that's definitely meaningful. Yeah, yeah. That's and awesome. When I first started writing that stuff, I mean, when I was growing up, to bring back that. Um, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, I'm stumbling a little bit. Basically, I woke up every day wondering if my older brother was going to die or my dad was going to die because my dad was just so stressed out, so unhealthy. Um, my older brother, unfortunately, love you, Dylan, but uh, <laughs> um, addicted to heroin, really messed some stuff up. Um, Whoa. But yeah, yeah. So that was uh, a thing that I basically saw day in, day out. Also had to like deal with fucking a freaking sorry. <laughs> also had to deal with uh, it's basically how do I say it? The ripple effects of it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that came in physical force. Sometimes people wanted to fight me just because I'm like associated, like I'm his brother. You know, which 
I had had the attitude. I was like, all right, let's throw it down. Like, f you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how I grew up. I don't know. Like, family. Like, and my brother was just always angry, so we always got into all these fights. And it's actually funny. I've never been in one fight, so don't like think I'm some badass over here. But um, I never really had to because my older brother like set the bar. Like, no one would mess with me. Literally, no one would mess with me. Um, my age, or like my older brother's age, um, or even older kids older than my older brother, because it would just be bad news bears <laughs> um but so seeing that every day you know i kind of just accumulated all these thoughts and feelings that i've hold like held in so when i finally because I, I didn't like you know no one wants to believe that the brother shooting heroin and doing none of that so i didn't for the longest time and i finally just one day freshman year of college i found it and i found all this stuff um and it was just like solidified it um and that's just just like oh man like rock bottom rock bottom I just, like I remember the day so vividly like it's could bring me to tears like right now you know what I mean yeah um but so I wrote a song that's like it's called um the project that I'm working on it's called uh, the struggles through another set of eyes so I wrote a song called well just the struggles I wanted to call it the struggles through another set of eyes but I'm still deciding on like names of songs and stuff but basically just struggles um and that, like, I never felt so good writing something on paper and just singing that and just saying it. It just, like, made me, like, get relieved almost of, like, all the pain that I was going through, you know what I'm saying? Um, so that's what writing has done for me. It literally has alleviated this pain that I've held on to for a very long time that I still am and still working through it. But um, that, that's, that's how, like, this whole project started. So that was, what, five years ago? which is crazy to think about. So I've been writing for this project for about five, six years now going on. Um, and it's just crazy to see out of the product, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Dude, same. I can't wait. Same. It, it sounds like there's so much history and, and background between where the project first sparked and, and how it came to be. And, and here we are five years later and, and now, now it's time to get it to fruition. Yeah, 100%. And what was also just a little more effective about me, like, about how I like rapping is uh, basically just tell stories, you know? And that's, like, what I'm doing on this, like, project. I'm just telling a story. Yeah. And it's just... I've already had some people be like, well, dude, like, I've gone through that same stuff. Like, holy, like, that's awesome. Like, this and that. And I'm just like, it's it's such a different feeling to hear that. And just, like, it just alleviates even more pain that, like, I just get, like, happy, you know? It's just like, cause you're never alone out there. No, you're never alone. Not a shot. As much as we probably think we're alone, no. I mean, we're. I think we're alone in our own head, and that's where all those negative thoughts and and pain comes from. It's yeah. just, it's like you you think one thing, and then it's just a downward spiral case that could lead to some just anxious and and high stress situations. But it's all self induced. Mm-hmm. So, for you to have a way to to kind of cope with all that and and in this way it's it's writing for you and rapping i mean that that's what it's all about yeah and it was crazy to find that outlet like because i didn't even know it was going to be an outlet for it um until i just did it you know well because it was like my mom was like journal you know and i was like sounds journaling is awesome it is awesome but back then i was like 18 19 and i was like nah fuck like screw journaling like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, so. you, you could think of it, oh, man, you got a diary. You, <laughs> you loser. 
But honestly, I'm a huge advocate for journaling. I I journaled throughout school. I, I first got into it after listening to a few podcasts. I know uh, Tim Ferriss show is a big journaler. Five minutes start of his day, just a few thoughts, what he's pondering uh, on that given moment, and, and just get it out on a piece of paper. And then it just helps build some clarity on, on what to do next. But I think every time that I've been in a new stressful environment and I, like moving to California, for example, where everything was just so overwhelming, you know, I'm here starting a new job in a new city, don't really know too many people, like how do I, how do I cope with all of that all at once? Well, get it out on a piece of paper and then you can kind of move and execute from there. 100%. And it's, it's been super helpful. Yeah. And that's honestly one of the one of the things that's been helping me out over these past six months too. Coming out here is just journaling too, um, and it's funny because last night or night before I actually like went through my journal and like read because I didn't I didn't I didn't write much. I probably wrote maybe a week worth of stuff, but still like I just wrote and I was just like wow like to see where like my head was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's all good stuff. I need to do that if I were to go back in time two to three years ago. And just see where my head was at and what I was thinking, it'd probably be such a trip. It's also gives you gratification or like, I don't know what the word is, but it makes you just like, you see, see so, how far you've come. Yeah, you know what I mean? you, that's where you really see the progress. Yeah. Which is <laughs> crazy. It's cool. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That is really insane. All right. So you're, you're the rapper, you're the basketball player. Let's segue into equality. I know that's important to you, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, I took this one, I graduated with a mechanical engineering degree, and the only cool class that I ever liked was, um, what's called a uh, class that you don't take outside of your degree. Um, elective? Elective, thank you. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, it was an elective, um, and it was taught by Dr. Gordon. Um, it was called Wraith, Ethnicity, and the American Dream. Where, I mean, to basically play it, like, put it simple, um, it's basically about, like, white privilege, you know, and color blindness, um, and that just opened my eyes, um, I'm about to read a book by Tim Wise called Color Blindness, just to remind myself about all that stuff, just because I'm very passionate about it, and I think it's truth that there's such, like, modern day inequality, and it's causing people to get murdered, and yeah, it's just crazy. It's it's beyond. It has to just like my my viewpoints of it. It's just like if something has to be done. Something has to be done. If something's not done, what do you want to like, do about it? I, it's it's a national issue. Yeah, we don't have to dive too deep into the politics. That's not what I want this podcast to be about. But, no, no, and um, I hate politics. Yeah, <laughs> um, but equality is something that you're passionate about, rightfully so. Yeah. So um, what could I do to? Like, yeah, like what are you what are you gonna do to 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 kind of execute on that passion and I like I like that question because I mean one it's obviously rapping I wrote I'm about to go to Phoenix to record this really cool freaking song I'm in love with it and it basically it's my first like song that I was like okay it's gonna be my next project it's gonna be be equality and I wrote this song and it's just a banger and I cannot wait to record it um we're excited to hear it. Yeah, dude. Oh, my goodness. Um, so there's that. But then also, I have an obsession with flowers for some reason. Um, well, I know the reason. But I want to I wanna basically, like, for art, art, like a viewpoint, whatever, I basically want to, like, you go to an art museum and, like, see my work, like, 
physical form you know what I mean I really don't know like I have an art gallery or something yeah and I want and I want to do so many things in an art gallery that has to do with equality because I just like have this beautiful picture that I could paint and hopefully get into the minds of people and just be like yo doesn't matter the color of your skin like we're all just one people you know what I mean and it's just like judgment too yeah it's gonna be a big theme of judgment because I think that stems um a lot of racial things and inequality um if that makes sense that makes perfect sense yeah so it's like I just like that's that's something that I get that energy that I've been talking about like that's just like like yes like let's do that like that sounds sick I could paint a perfect picture like oh it just gets me irked that like I haven't done it you know what I mean alright alright so on the to-do list that's on the to-do list on the to-do list we got getting you up on stage yep Creating an art gallery focused around equality. Yep. Basketball, I mean... It's just always there to keep me healthy. Keep you healthy. Yeah. But we're not keep in the prime anymore, are we? No. <laughs> so my goal is to start dunking again. But start dun- It's possible. It's possible. It's going to happen. You know, Kevin I'm, Garnett, I'm, I'm gonna everything do it. is possible, you know? Yeah, 100%. That's what he said, right? I that's think the that's attitude. what he said. That was like, what, the Celtics championship a few years ago? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, all right. So we're going to start dunking. I'm gonna get you on stage, mm-hmm. and and let's let's bring the artist within yes. out to the world. Yes, I like that. Yes. All right, what's stopping you? Oh man, it's me. You. It's only me, myself, and I, and that's what's beautiful about it. I too. hate that, man. I, I hate that. I know, but it's also awesome because I am not wanting to stop myself. Like I'm, I'm like I just have this drive to do it. You know, so I've been working at it. I've been practicing. I literally envision myself on a stage, like picturing everything I would do, how many songs I would want to sing, what sequence of the songs I wanted. Like, I'm getting, like, I'm thinking about all the details. And once this happens, it's going to happen. I just need to get in the studio and start recording, which I'm planning to do next weekend. There it so is. So that's, right. that's the start. Execution. Mm-hmm. Um, open mic nights? I've, I've been, I've, I've need to do that, yes. I've had, um, I've looked up places, I've had the right intentions, but I haven't executed. So I need to I need to execute on that because that would be a good first step of just like getting on a mic and you know seeing how I sound and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like I think all the time we think in our own head, like oh man, it'd be so cool to to be on stage and 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 be the Jay Z of our gen- generation and mm-hmm. or or just to be that guy, yeah, or that girl. But it won't ever happen unless we take one step forward after the other. And just continually progressing it, and then you know journal while while we're in the process. Hundred percent. So then we look back five years from now and say like, "God damn, here we are! <laughs> <laughs> I accomplished this!" Boom! All right, awesome, awesome, man. So you're you're a passionate kid. Oh yeah. And and I love that. I love that. And I'm, I'm super happy that we're here doing this right now because I think everybody's gonna know who Cole Waldron and, and <laughs> what you're all about. Um. I have some rapid fire questions okay. that I want to spit at you while while we start to to close this out. Um, first off, on a scale of one to ten, how weird are you? To me, I'm I'm pretty damn weird. I would say <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a scale of ten weird, but like my weirdness is like to me, it's not that weird, but it's a very casual weirdness for me. 
I don't really know you're how gonna to explain have to, that. You're going to have to elaborate on that. Yeah, okay. Um, like, I'm a weird fucking guy. Yeah. Excuse my language. I'm a weird <laughs> freaking guy. In my own head, I am. Yeah, 100%. But I feel like we're all pretty weird. Like, what's the weirdest thing you do? Oh, man. What is the weirdest thing I do? Oh, let me think of something. That's put me on the spot. Um, I'll help you out here. I guess you can call this weird, but it's really not weird. It's like kind of like my own personal challenge, but like others can view it weird. So like, let's say I'm at any kind of restaurant eating lunch by myself. I will make it a point before I leave that restaurant to sit down with a stranger and strike a conversation. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's but actually it, insane. It's, it's all it's situa- pretty, it's pretty weird. <laughs> it's pretty weird, but it's all situational because that other person has to be sitting alone as well. Yeah. I'm not going to intrude on a party. That's that's weird. That's crossing the line. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I don't know. It it's weird, but it, it it's like a self challenge where there's personal growth within it because it's helping me just get yourself out there. Basically, get myself out there and interact with the world. And I feel like most of the times people don't do that. They're kind yeah. of in their own self included bu- bubble and and afraid to, you know, do something weird like strike strike yeah, a conversation 100%. with a, with an absolute stranger. At a random, at a random restaurant, and like the, like you could equate that to me going to, like an open mic and putting like singing my raps or whatever. That's not weird, you know. I mean, but like, <laughs> it's it's just like getting over that initial fear though that like you were you were um, kind of talking about like yeah. it's just like you know just hey I did this you know what I mean yeah um, so yeah okay next question what's your favorite quote oh man okay. Uh, Favorite quote is, um, if you want to, um, you have to, uh, what is it? Uh, you got to, um, hold on. Uh, you can Google it if you want. No, I got this. You got this? In order, in order to succeed, you got to want it as bad as you want to breathe. Eric Thomas. Yep. That's my guy. Man. You know, my favorite quote is Eric Thomas as well. What's, what's yours? It's, if you want to shine like a diamond, you have to get cut like a diamond. I like that, too. Eric Thomas. The man. The man. Discovered that guy, like, I don't know what, in high school? When yeah, I was like just in my, about. In my wrestling days. Oh, man. And just every day before I worked out. Even in college, I'd start my day listening to, like, an Eric Thomas speech just to get me hyped. Dude, I start doing that every morning now. Yeah? I listen to the same one, just how bad you want it, because it's just, like, it makes me cry, almost. It makes me feel all sorts of feelings. First, like, I'm just, like, looking at myself, and I'm just like, I'm the mother man right now, you know? I just need to, like, beat my chest a little bit. Like, that's how I wake up. That's how you gotta wake up. I love that. I love that. Honestly, I do it, too. It's my alarm. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) I've taken it to another level. (laughs) Forced to wake up to it every day. No choice. All right, last question, and and we'll get some last closing statements. What do you think? Okay. All right, what's your favorite failure? Oh, man. I was thinking about this, because I I know you sent me some questions, and this is interesting, and I kind of came up with an answer, but I'm not sure if this is my favorite failure. Um, um, but it's basically, I guess, hmm, my favorite failure, it would have to be just going and recording my first song and hearing me and 
seeing how <laughs> bad I was because <laughs> that just made me want to be better because I knew I could be better because that's so that's like my favorite failure I guess because I just tried something I did fail miserably miserably um but I tried you know and that just made me strive to do what I'm doing right now so I love it I love it okay all right well the the name of this podcast is is only half the story given my last name is Haft, but you can, you can view our journey halfway there. You know, we're not where we want to be, but we're on our way. Yes. So everything that you've shared with us today, one, I truly appreciate it for, for you opening up and, and telling your story, but what's next? I guess we've kind of already answered those questions, but if you were to sum it up in a few words, what's next? It's um, be the best I could be at work, um, save save money in order to do the things that I want to do, like art, um, rapping, writing. Um, so what's next for me is I'm going to be in a cave until I do what I want. And then, <laughs> and then you'll see me on the stage. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Boom, you heard it here first. Mr. Cole Waldron. Uh, thank you so much, Haft. Like, this is awesome. Great learning experience. Um, and I'm just very excited to be a part of this this is awesome so thank you yeah my pleasure all right well that concludes episode numero uno and uh hopefully the sound is good yeah well i mean we're about to see we're, we're about, about to, to listen that. i don't have any any podcast gear yet but this was just a test run this it could have been a <laughs> test run it could have not been i don't know yeah we'll decide all right we'll decide <laughs> well thanks for tuning in hope you enjoyed and uh what should be the closing statement? <laughs> I was like, do you have this? I don't have um, this. I, only, I didn't come up with this beforehand. Only half the story. Now, it's, it's only half the story. What's next? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. That's a work in progress. All right. See you later. Peace.